across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Oh, welcome back to another week of From the Terraces. Um, plenty of football to talk about today. Although, oh, just let me just adjust that because that doesn't sound very loud. Oh, it's just my headphones that aren't loud. Uh, apologies for that one. So, a United win yesterday, 2-1 against uh, Shrewsbury. Uh, hard fought and well-deserved. Two games this week. Histon take a draw against Lutterworth and uh, add another point to their tally uh, away from safety. City unfortunately went down at uh, rugby and uh, are uh, struggling a little bit and we'll be talking to to, um, uh, Neil Midgley later on. And in the women's football, a really good win for United uh, against Maidenhead in the plate quarterfinals. They're now into the semi-finals of a national competition playing Barnsley. We'll be talking to Darren Marjoram about that. And uh, City uh, uh, lost, unfortunately, makes their uh, position even more difficult. Uh, they're not playing today. Uh, United have got um, AFC Wimbledon top of the league. It's an away game. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 070490. That's 07919 070490. Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. If you've got anything to say about our local football, then feel free to get in touch. But we'll start, as we usually do, with Cambridge United. So after the uh, promise, my headphones have gone really, really quiet again. There's something really weird going on here, but uh, I can hear again now. That's better. Uh, uh, After last week's uh, performance, um, it it was, I mean, it it wasn't a great performance, uh, lacked creativity, um, and we should have really taken the points uh, against Burton, as we possibly should have done against Exeter as well. Um, So we go to Shrewsbury, uh, who we, of course, lost to, Uh, 5-1 last time we played there and uh, possibly hoping that we could avoid the same thing Uh, in the end we end up winning it was actually a a really good game it was one of those fighting games where um, you know we came back from being 1-0 down almost immediately to bring it back to 1-0 and then we scored uh, very quickly in the second half which really put Shrewsbury on the back foot um, and then we defended the pressure and we defended it well. So it's been, it, it's, it was a really good performance and it, it was good to see. And I think it bodes well for the rest of the season. I'm just uh, getting Matt on the line and uh, hopefully he'll uh, answer the phone and we'll be able to talk to him. Um, but yeah, it, I think it does, it, it does kind of seem like, oh, there he is. Matt, are you there? 
Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. It, it it was one of those things yesterday where, as I said, previously we lost 5-1 to Shrewsbury at their place. Um, and we were playing with two new players in the team if they got in. They didn't get into the starting lineup, but they didn't make it onto the pitch. But it was actually a really good battling win. Yeah, it was. It was, um, you know, I thought we played really, really well uh, yesterday. Um, I thought we were well organised. Um, you know, the chances that we did create, um, you know, the, the really, really good ones, obviously, we scored with, and there's one or two others that, you know, potentially we could have added, you know, to the score line as well. And, um, you know, when Shrewsbury upped the Ant team, put the pressure on us, as, as you expect them to do, especially at home. Uh, we were really well organised. Um, you know, I thought we dealt with everything that they they could throw at us, and you know, made them look quite ordinary, really, in the end. And apart from you know the the goal that they did score in the first half, and then I think there was a, you know a bit of a scramble in the second half where they probably should have scored. Let's be honest, um, they didn't really they didn't really threaten us at all. You know, I thought we were incredibly comfortable and. One of the things is, is you know, we're on a bit of a run now. You know, I think that's four games unbeaten, which hasn't happened in a little while. And um, you know, we're we're looking a really hard team to beat, and that's the most pleasing thing from you know what what's been a you know a tough season already. Yeah, and that's I think I think you've got it in a nutshell there, and that's that's where we want to be. First of all, I think to, a number of things have come out of uh, the recent games is that we can scrap for the win again. Um, we're not just going to resign and let it be a draw. We, our away form is uh, improving. <laughs> It'd be hard not to improve. That was the first, that was the first win in what uh, six months or something like that. So you know, to to start winning away games now is going to be really really crucial as we get to this to, you know to this stage of the season. Um, and I think. A number of performances as well yesterday looked really good. I thought Jack Lancaster actually had a really good game yesterday. The first goal, um, and Lyle Taylor, who we'll hear later on, gave him uh, all the credit for the cross that he made. Um, and uh, I think, it, for me, it wasn't even just the cross that he made. It was the battling back in our own half to get the ball off them twice before he pushes that loose ball forward to himself in order to make the cross. I think it, it shows that... When we keep the ball on the ground, we are so much a better team. Yeah, and I, and I completely agree. And um, it's something we, we criticised the, the players for quite rightly last week. You know, you, you think back to the Burton game and, and we said ourselves, you know, we, we were playing the same ball into the box, you know, every single time, which Burton were able to, to deal with. But obviously they've worked on something in training this week. And, uh, you know, as you say, the, both our goals, um, yesterday came from, you know, crosses that were low and hard on the floor, you know, and sometimes with the, you know, with the right bit of movement, which Lyle Taylor had, and, you know, I have to say, you know, what, you know, what a, play, what a player he is, you know, an absolute class act um, in front of the goal. He's just got that extra little bit of, you know, movement that that we've been lacking, you know, from, from our strikers. That's not, no detriment to our strikers, who, you know, who are, who are good in other ways, but, He's just got that little bit of added quality, um, and that, that's what we like to see. And um, but yeah, as you say, there, there were some really, really good performances all across the pitch yesterday. Um, you know, and I think you know, apart from Jack Lancaster, who again, you know, provided a, a bit of creativity that again we lacked last week. Um, it has to be said that you know I thought uh, Paul Digby had a fantastic game yesterday and did what I've been you know kind of saying for for a little while as well. You know. Just, 
just do the basic things right. You know, get rid of the ball. You know, put your tackles in. Yeah, if you're going to win the ball, just just give it to somebody you know who who is a little bit better on the ball to you know go out there and, and do something with it. And, you know, in in you know areas where we're under pressure and we're under danger, just get rid of the ball so we can reform. And that's what he did excellently. And you know, you know, I think it's really really hard to to criticise the team yesterday in terms of performances. They they all played pretty well. Um, for the most part, and you know, it's something that we've lacked for for a while. Is like you said, Tim. It's just that mentality to go out and you know, when we go a goal down, not to go and concede the second, and not to go and concede the third. You know, we, as soon as we conceded, we were straight up the other end, putting pressure on them. We got the equaliser, and um, you know, it, it's something that Neil has brought. It has been that bit of a change. You know, one of you know, slight criticism of of Mark's you know, tenure at the time is, you know, once we went to goal down, we always thought we were beaten. But, uh, you know, at, at this point right now, you know, it doesn't look like we're, we we are beaten. You know, we can go out there and you know, get a draw or even a win. So, yeah, pleasing to see. But as as we know, we've got to keep doing it. There's still a long, <laughs> long way to go, yeah. Yeah, there is. And and it is it is interesting. I think it's a really good point you made because it was immediately after that goal I kind of thought, oh, now we're now we're going to struggle, and then the way they played to to, to get that goal back so quickly, I, I had exactly the same thought. I thought, yeah, because that that's not a Bonner side. That 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 wasn't what they did. It, it heads went down a bit, and you know we might struggle to get back eventually, but it was never an immediate response. And they they looked they looked purposeful when they started moving forward with the ball. They looked like they knew what they wanted to do, and 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 they did it. And I think you know that was the I think that was the key moment because I think. Shrewsbury probably expected us to kind of, you know, like lay down and die, and uh, you know our away form is so appalling. They they would think that uh, you know once they go ahead, they've got the game made. Um, and I think that plus the fact that we scored so quickly, you know, the, the, we've committed that cardinal sin before. You've got to start the game ready, and you've got to start the second half ready, and you can't afford to relax because otherwise, what happens is exactly what we did. We score a goal, and suddenly at two one down, it looked like a very different proposition. It didn't look like we were going to lose it. And to be fair, there were chances. There were chances on both sides. I think we were we were a bit confused later on. Did uh, Lyle? Taylor, did did he stop Brophy's uh, shot from going in? Because they gave a corner, so we couldn't quite work out. But it looked to us like he'd stopped that shot from going in. Yeah, from from what I saw uh, watching at home, um, no, he didn't. It looked like the defender actually kind. I won't say he was literally on the line, but he was quite close to sort of the post and the line and headed it away. Um, you know, and as you say, you know, it's a massive chance and it's, it's a break. James Brophy shot on target as well, which, you know, is is rare, you know, um, and something that we've been calling for for a while. And um, But, yeah, like you said, you know, we, we went out after, you know, conceding the first goal with the, the real, you know, the first chance mm. of, of the game and went straight up the other end and equalised. And, yeah, you know, we gave away a bit of possession in the middle part of the first half. But I thought we ended the, you know, the first half quite strongly and probably could have added another one if we tried. Um, you know, the only slight criticism of of Lata of Lata on the perfect days, he probably should have had a hat trick and looked for a penalty in the first half, which you know it wasn't the challenge wasn't a penalty. He could have run clean through and scored. But yeah, as you said, Tim, second half we come straight out out the block straight away, get that second goal, and then we're in control of the, the performance. And like like you said, and I think you're right. You know, shows we did think that once they scored the first goal. 
it was game over. But, you know, that mentality is changing. And, you know, especially away from home when teams think, you know, once we scored the first goal, we've won this game. We need that mentality to change, don't we? And, you know, it's, it's something, you know, it's a, it's a very minor thing on, you know, Mark's tenure where, you know, we went to a lot of away games and we weren't expecting a win, you know. But now, now Neil, we start to pick up points home and away. And it's always a good balance to have to have especially with the you know the big games and the, and the big teams coming up because it, it is that mentality that we need that will, will carry us a lot lot further up the table you know but if we can end the season now in 14th Tim I think we'll be really really happy won't we Absolutely. I mean, it's, you're looking at the table now. Um, okay, so Wigan have had a lot of points deducted, so they're they're probably in an, a, 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 the wrong position. But you know, with their um, 14th place, we are now seven points clear of the drop zone. Um, uh, some good clubs down there. Um, so I, I think you know, I'd I'd settle for the, I'd settle for the season ending now. Um, but I genuinely think that. We've got two games in hand over some of the clubs there, um, one game in hand over uh, other clubs. It's only Port Vale have played fewer games than us. So I think, you know, that there is the potential to get, you know, a little bit higher. And it, it only needs a win and the results to go your way. And suddenly we could be up in uh, 12th position. Um, and mid-table is definitely a place we'd have taken at the start. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the game a bit more in a minute. This is what Neil had to say following the game, though. Well, Neil, you said in the build-up today that away performance is often about mentality as well as ability, and you saw I'd got the mix absolutely spot on today. It was a super win. It was, yeah. First, firstly, I'd like to praise my players um, for not, not not just the, the, the victory, but the mentality, as you said, Doug. It, it, like the attitude to come from behind, to score so early in the second half, then to see it out. I'd say relatively comfortable. Um, don't remember Jack making a save um, after conceding the first goal. So as much as Shrewsbury had a lot of the ball and you know they're a big side and they put the ball in the box, um, I thought we stood up really well. So you know credit to my players for that. Um, credit to the fans for for travelling again, sticking with us because it's been a long time since the last away win. Um, and and I think that's why I was so just said to the, the, the lads that that's why if they thought I was mad after Exeter, if anyone thought I was mad after Exeter, being so happy with a point and a clean sheet on the road in a poor performance right with the ball, that's why because we had to start somewhere with a mentality of saying we're going to build a winning mentality away from home as well as at home at the Abbey um, and, and today we showed that to show that character uh, and composure at key moments um, you know to score the goals we did then um, you know credit to my players Solid first half and as disappointing as it was to, to concede the goal which came out of the blue to an extent a brilliant uh, response from your side, not only the finish from Lyle, but the, the work from Jack down the left-hand side was, was spot on. It was, yeah, and, and, and firstly on, on, on Jack, he's, he's known as a pocket player and comes to the ball and, you know, wants the ball. You know, I've talked a lot about, you know, there's different ways to affect games and running forward is one of them. Um, so I was delighted with his movement and his, his assist for the goal. Um, but then when, when, when he's doing that and catcher the same with the second one uh, Lice didn't have a lot of moments they'd be able to show his real class and, and quality but that one moment he had he showed it um, but when you do that you need somebody in the box to put the ball in the net um, and, and, and Lyle Taylor he's, he's been doing it for, for the last dozen years in professional football in a 
for me, a carry on doing it. Um, so pleased for him to with, with a brace. Um, but you, you're right, Doug. The character of the boys to come from behind in that moment. They scored against the run of play, but to respond as we did so quickly in Paul Hurst's first home game when the fans could have really got behind them was vital. Um, but then I go back to the characteristics that I want in my team about starting games well, which we did for the first 10, 12 minutes. But then start the second half as well. What a great way to start. Um, and you know, people need to look at the quality touches leading up to the goal. And then they need to look at Elias's pass, you know, Lyle's finish, because it, it, that just shows real quality at the level. Yeah, I was going to say, a good start to the, to the second half as a, as a manager. It must be yeah, for perfection, really, in terms of, you know, the early stages in, in, in any half of football. But, you know, you mentioned the goals there and the build-up. I mean, I'd imagine it's as pleasing for you in terms of the build-up and how the goals are created as well as them being in the back of the net. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I'm sure when I watch the game back either tonight or in the morning, um, I see areas where mm, we turn the ball over or, we, we, you know, we don't quite get the patterns right in possession. Um, but then I think I watch it and say, we had some real good quality as well really good moments and the two goals were, you know, showed that and I think there was three or four other moments where we created chances good chance I think it was Michael's header at the back post um, you know should score um, you know so we had moments of lice uh, um, SK in the first half Slay gets in a great position and probably on his right foot ball goes in the bottom corner um, in the second half I think a couple of times we went into really good areas um, so I'm really pleased with the way we played the areas we got into and we just showed the moments of quality that maybe we missed last week against Burton. How important was that 10 or 15 minutes after Lyle's second goal because there was a lot of pressure as I say not a huge amount for Jack Stevens to do but the pressure you had to keep your shape the discipline all of that it was important. Yeah so I spoke to the boys um, before we left the hotel about um, you know we've got a lot of experience in the team um, and we need to use that experience and leadership and I, and I want leadership from, from Jack in, in the way he plays the game um, but in, in Ryan and Mike and, and Jordan in particular um, you know in the middle of the pitch that, that triangle is really important for us and they showed real leadership um, and, and, and desire to want to win a game so you know that resilience I talk about was there for us um, and I've I, I got to be honest I didn't really feel under any pressure at all in that second half um, never actually felt like I was really going to concede a goal just, I know it takes a moment it takes one set play one long throw or one corner in the bo- in, you know to go into the box but um, yeah I thought, thought the lads stood up to it really well the options that are important as well and obviously get to the latter stages of the game you bring on the substitutions and, and, and how key were they for you to obviously McCauley making his debut Zeno coming on an extra body at the back James and George coming on it's the, the options you want when you look over your shoulder yeah, look, it's, it's key. It's key for you know to have, to have the options. Um, it's key for us to have the options. If you look look at the games where we've we struggled a little bit, if we look at um, if we look at Orient that day, you know we really struggled. You know when we went behind to to, to affect the game going forward. Um, you know so the games where we, we, we've won, we've had impact from the bench. Um, even Charlton in my first game. You know, I think we made four or five subs and we come from two goals behind. Um, you know, to see the game out against Blackpool as we did with ten men, we had to rely on legs and energy, you know, to do it. Um, Oxford away, we had lack of lack of options and we lose late. So to have the bench that like I did today, um, you know, I need to mention Seiku and, and Gibral that didn't travel with us today because the options I have um, that I went with for today's game. Um, but we've got a little bit of strength now and to be able to bring those lads on and still have Adam and, and uh, Will and James Gibbons behind me is great options as well. It's, it's, a, it's a better position for us to be in. And obviously your, your first away win uh, as you used possible you particularly pleased with and up to 14, seven point gap to the bottom four, it's um, looking okay at the moment, Neil. 
Yeah, again, a lot healthier, and, and, and you know, I've felt that since I've been here. Um, of course, you know, it, it's our jobs to to always look behind as well. Um, but ultimately, you know, we're not far off being a, a comfortable mid-table team, um, and that's the position we want to be in going into the, sort of the last ten games of the season. Um, so, you know, we've got some work to do. You've got two tough home games coming up in, in different aspects of, of, of the opposition we face um, and what we've got to make sure is we build on this again that's eight points in four games um, I think 15 in nine since I got here you know it's, it's a great return from the players again the players take the credit for that we just want to keep getting better all the time you. Neil you pointed out it's been a long time since we've had an away win it looked like you enjoyed celebrating with the fans there yeah I did and I, I'm, I'm pleased I'm selfishly I'm pleased um, it's a better journey home and a better, better weekend for me and my family um, but I'm delighted for them you know for me um, I've had a few away wins this year <laughs> um, but for, for, for us as a football club the fans have had to wait since August um, and it's been a long time and they've had some tough tough trips uh, none more so the next two when there's two pitch inspections um, so I'm delighted for them so it's a lovely moment for my players to celebrate and then for me to do it personally as well it's just that's, all that is just my way of saying thank you to them From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio So Neil Neil Harris establishes himself as someone who uh, is not afraid to uh, tell it like it is. And I think, you know, you could see on his face at the end of the game just how pleased he was that that result, uh, that 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 win came uh, came along, Matt. Yeah, and and so he should be. You know, as I say, the the away form is, is something that has been an issue um, you know, far far beyond him. You know, it's, it's not just him. It's not just Mark. You know, it's been other managers previous as well. You know, we we, we haven't travelled well, and uh, you know, at times haven't played very well at all away from home. And um, you know, he's he, he said it about you know having that clean sheet mentality. You know, to start off with, um, which is always important away from home. And you know, he pointed out a couple of things there. You know, it's Paul, Paul Hurst's first home game. In charge, you know, they scored the first goal, and uh, you know the crowd could have got behind them and you know driven them on, you know, to to a comfortable win. But you know, we we reacted quickly. You know, we we took the lead early in the second half. You know, it, it was those types of things where, you know, in games, it's it's those moments and you know of momentum that you know really can change a game of football. So you know, and it's pleasing because he's picking up points. He's doing his job. His his remit is is to come in and you know, pick up points and try and keep us afloat. Um, you know, we, we've got ambitions of, uh, you know, a mid-table League One side and, you know, potentially top half at some point. You know, that's a long way down the line. But, you know, Neil is is the man that has got that type of experience of doing it. And, um, you know, we, we know it's going to be a long, long, hard, you know, slog to get to that position where Neil will be, feel comfortable um, and it's, it's going to be a long, long time before he's even probably got his team to, to make it feel comfortable as well. But, you know, at the moment, he's, he's doing his job. Um, you know, he's doing it very well. He's, he's doing, a, a, what was it, 15, 15 points, did he say, from nine games or something? Yeah. You know, it's, it's perfect for a, for a new manager. You know, that's exactly what you want. He's had an impact and, and the team are improving all the time. But, you know, like, like I've said before, we've always said to him, you know, it's the next game and the next game and the next game. And the problem is 
you know, two out of the three next games against teams in the in the top six, seven. <laughs> so we'll we'll soon see how much we've we've improved when we play them uh, and start playing them. Yeah, and and I think you you know you've 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 hit the nail on the head there because we've kind of if you if you look at the last game, you know, it is four wins, uh, sorry, four unbeaten now, um, and if you look at the form table, we're kind of uh, in fifteenth place in the form table in the league. Um, we obviously obviously yesterday's win, we had the win a while ago against Fleetwood and then those two draws against Exeter and uh, Burton. Uh, all teams, you know, who are, you know, they're, 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 none of them are going to set the world alight necessarily. But this week is a hard week. Three games in the space of uh, seven days, um, which would be uh, hard enough. Uh, we've kind of avoided some of those. One of them, the Portsmouth game, obviously a big travel on a Tuesday, on a uh, Tuesday evening as well. Um, so it, it's you know that combined with the fact that we've got two two groups of games. You've got Bolton and Wandering, Bolton and uh, Portsmouth, uh, third and first in the league, and then we've got Cheltenham, which is uh, you know a, a, again a real six pointer down at the bottom. So different approach, and it, it's good that we've got that strength a little bit more despite the injuries. Uh, three players coming in in the January trans- transfer window is going to be very important there. Yeah, it is, and um, you know, like like Neil said, you know, it's all about having legs and and options now, and uh, you know, coupled with those three players coming in, the long term injuries uh, are clearing up a little bit more. Obviously, we, we know Fajiri and Gassan are, are not going to be back until sort of March time, but you know, it gives it gives Neil a chance to rotate up the top with with Lyle and McCauley as need be. You know, to give them, you know, to give Lyle a bit of a rest because obviously he's played a lot of games since he's come in, and you know, you've always got that concern after having a long-term injury um, about, you know, how how will his body hold up with so many games of football coming up? So, you know, McCall is going to play a massive part. Um, you know, Neil's already spoke about Liam Bennett. You know, the only right back in the football club. You know, doesn't see Gibraltar Cadena as a as a right back. Um, you know, in in fairness to Gibraltar, you know, he's he's not the best right back cover in fairness. So now we've got somebody in. That means Liam can either you know push forwards, which I know a lot of fans would like to see, or um, you know just come out and have a bit of a breather. Which you know, again, he's a young lad. He's played a lot of football, and you know people do forget that. And then, you know, there's options in the middle. Adam May's still got to come in. Um, you know, the centre-half, Zeno's is, is flittering about around on the outskirts, isn't he? Harrison, you know, we've got the great return of Harrison's come for us, which we're all excited to see, especially me. So, um, you know, it, it just it does add options and it adds depth. And, you know, the next three games are going to be, you know, vitally important one way or the other. Um, no, none more so than the Cheltenham game because if we win that, you know, that, that just drives a dagger into their hearts, and you know, potentially they're going to be down. But you know, we, we've got to pick up some points. I mean, get three from Cheltenham, and then potentially one from out of the the Bolton Portsmouth games. You know, that's that's a perfect. You know, you know, four points out of nine is is probably yeah. better than what we expect, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think that's 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 probably a realistic target, and and it doesn't end there, of course, because we've then got Stevenage and Peterborough, or Peterborough and Stevenage in that order. Um, so by the by the time we get to the end of February, we'll play four of the top six uh, clubs. So that'll kind of. <laughs> You know, we probably don't expect to pick up many more than four points out of the kind of like those five games. Um, if we could, 
that would be great. Obviously, Peterborough at home uh, are looking for revenge as well. Uh, you always want to stick it to them, and and that's going to be an interesting game. But Stevenage are on on a charge, and again, if you look at the form, that you know they're all there because of their you know their ongoing form, but particularly recent form in, in, in Stevenage's case. So, some very very hard games coming up, and I think by the end of February we'll have a a, a much better idea looking at where everyone else is as well as to uh, you know what kind of season this is going to be uh, Matt we'll uh, we'll leave it there we'll come back to you uh, next week thanks very much uh, for joining us we'll talk to you later cheers take care bye, bye. so there we go that's uh, Matt um, I just want to play I don't normally play the uh, player interviews but uh, Lyle Taylor t- two reasons why I want to play it first of all uh, it's it's uh, and I don't want to insult anybody but it's great to find a really articulate uh, football player who who uh, has got a lot to say for themselves uh, so we talked to Lyle Taylor after the game so I'll just play this because one of the other things is he talks about our very own Salima Camby uh, at the end uh, about his uh, injury concerns uh, and in fact we carried on talking off air but I won't talk about that um, but uh, a really, really interesting uh, interview, um, and this is what he had to say following the game. Well, our first three points on the road for the U's for a, a number of months, I would imagine a very happy dressing room. Absolutely. Um, I, I was saying to, to someone the other day that, I mean, we, we probably should have been beaten at Exeter, and then I think we probably should have beaten Burton. So we had five points from the three games that we were unbeaten, and, and that kind of unbeaten form breeds a little bit of, of uh, uh, I suppose, in, in our sense and in the position we're in, a, a little bit of confidence, but also a little bit of steel. Um, so the fact that we, we didn't lose, thanks to, to Steve-O, uh, against Exeter, and we were not quite good enough in the final third against Burton, <clears throat> to come here today and, and to, to stand up to another physical threat like Burton was uh, in, in these boys here in Shrewsbury was exceptional. And then we had the, the little bit of quality at the other end of the pitch, and I think we could have scored a couple more, to be honest. Yeah, the manager mentioned in the build-up about the mentality, certainly for away performances. How, how key is that, do you think, as a, as a group of players? It's massive. Um, when you're inside football, you realise how, how different it is playing at home to playing away from home. Um, you're not surrounded by things that you know. You're not surrounded by people that you know. You don't have the full backing of a stadium. Um, so you have to kind of create an atmosphere within the group in the changing room before. And you have to come out here and you have to, to get our fans on side and, and give them something that they're willing to, to scream and shout and, and, and go mad for. And then we have to turn it into to uh, a performance on the pitch as well so there are steps to it and it is very different but we've we've been able today to to do that and and feel like we we were fully deserving of those three points and for yourself personally a couple of goals on the board you must be pleased with that i mean there's no better feeling there there, there, there isn't um it, it's two i mean two incredible crosses uh the first one from jack is is unbelievable to be fair he is if, if kevin de bruyne had done that it would be on repeat on sky sports news all night tonight so it, it's that it was that good um and catch has done brilliant getting down the left hand side and he's he's lifted his head up he's he's rolled it through the center arse legs and i mean <laughs> it was horrible i've watched it right onto my foot and it still bubbled and hit my ankle and gone in the top corner so it's one of them when it's when it's your day it's your day um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic. I'm I'm really happy. We've played really well. We've deserved that that result. And uh, 
we've sent those that, that travelling mob home happy and, and they deserve it uh, more than anyone as well, as well as the timing of the goals I mean you, you look at the first in terms of the character to, to, to score it so soon after they had scored and then to get one in a quick fire fashion straight after the break it's something that's just gone way, your way this afternoon yeah, it's a, it's a gut punch. You you say, when you, when you start a game, you say, right, don't concede in the first five minutes. And then when you go 1-0 up, they say psychologically you are at your weakest when you go 1-0 up. Um, whoever that is that goes 1-0 up, that team that scores. And then you go out to the second half and you say, right, keep it tight for five minutes. They're going to, especially as the away team, they're going to make some changes. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And it's, it's a gut punch. That's what it is. So... Um, but we were we were well worth well worth those goals and well worth that win. So yeah, brilliant team performance from the back to the front. Um, everyone played their part today, and, and yeah, we deserved that. And for you, three in four games since you've been at the club. Now you must be loving your time here. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, it's been brilliant. I, I said to I said to the manager the other day. I said I've come in here and I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. The boys have been brilliant, as you would expect. Um, but I've come in here and I've hit the ground running and that helps infinitely. And and that started with the, the welcome I got from from the home fans uh, before the game and then at half-time and then when I was, was introduced to the pitch against um, Fleetwood. So it's really just... I'm just doing everything I can to... to prove that I deserve to be here to be honest with you it's, I've, I've been a long time without football <clears throat> and it's a, a horrible and lonely place I was talking to, to one of the young boys about it yesterday in training uh, um, Sal who's obviously on his way back from a cruciate injury and I was, I was saying to him and like it's a very lonely place when you're injured. Very, very lonely place and very not just injured because I wasn't injured for very long but when you're discarded you're on the on the, the scrap heap no one really wants you it's a very lonely place and no matter how many people tell you that they're there for you and uh, i'll listen and i'll talk to you and whatever you can't help me you can't help me i mean I'm, I'm in this on my own i said that to sal and i said to him look you've been through the hardest part of this and you're now getting to the end where you're going to be back in training i said so like keep that in sight and enjoy it and enjoy it for what it is because it this is this is the best and the worst job in the world and it, it's interesting i, I just thought uh, i've got i've got daniel on the line you wanted to do as, as, as well as oh, on oh, it. i've got that on the line as well still let me just get rid of the, let me just get rid of lyle hang on a second and then we'll put daniel on the line daniel can you hear us oh daniel can you hear us yep i can hear you <laughs> Got the wrong wrong fader there. Uh, we just I don't know whether you can hear this or whether you can hear what we what we were broadcasting then on Zoom. But Lyle, Lyle Taylor was talking about um, the conversation he had with uh, Salah Camby um, about the injury and how lonely that is. And 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 we've seen that I think you've you've been in the studio with him when he talks about football. He's really passionate about it. Obviously, he's a player. Um, he's coming to the end of a of a two year contract and and has obviously been unfortunate that he hasn't played for large point well, hasn't, hasn't played for the first team but he's not, he's not played much football uh, for a large part of that and he's obviously concerned about you know what's going to happen to him and i think you know that's the real key for a lot of these uh, older players who come in and uh, and they're there not just for what they can do on the pitch but they're there for what they can do leadership wise off the pitch Absolutely. I think Lyle in particular is very articulate as far as footballers go. He definitely, you can tell he's somebody that is, you know, very, um, very articulate, very mature, very 
you know, very wise head, really, as well. He's 33 years old. I mean, anyone that knows Lyle Taylor's career knows he's really been around the block. He's had his injuries. He's been at various different clubs, and he's had success at those clubs, and some of them, you know, didn't work out, or some worked out better than others. But I really think it's very heartwarming to hear that he's been such a, a reassuring figure to sell because, obviously, you know, he's been in his shoes, and it is there's nothing better in a way to talk to someone that's kind of been through what you've been through, really, um, and obviously, you know, the summer's going to be a very anxious time for footballers. You know, there's a lot of, you know, what happens next. There's a lot of that hanging on shoulders, especially for a young player as well. Uh, I'm very impressed with Lyle, both on and off the pitch, really, to be honest. Really am. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's just just, just, just what Sal needed. I was chatting to him about it and he, he was saying it, you know, it was a really nice conversation to have with someone who'd been there and done that. Um, anyway, let's let's uh, leave uh, Cambridge United behind. It's on to the other football. Um, so we're hoping to still get an interview with Chris Nunn at Histon. Uh, Billy is currently uh, waiting for him on the phone to try and get something. But So we'll go to City first of all. Uh, such an important game yesterday for City. They were playing rugby. Um, and they weren't playing the game rugby they were playing the team rugby obviously in football um, and uh, you know because of because of the league positions um, hugely important rugby uh, are below um, uh, United but only by uh, a few points uh, and there's been a change at the bottom because Gressley have now taken uh, taken over that uh, last relegation spot with rugby winning uh, against Cambridge yesterday but the other interesting thing is to talk about in the interview you'll hear in a, in a minute Rushton and Diamonds are making a, a, a huge spurt in the, the final part of that league they've got four points up until about the turn of the year, now they're on 15 they've got 11 of those, 11 more points in the space of about six games and they are currently uh, in the top 10 for informed sides in that league and what that means is whereas everyone thought Rushton and Diamonds would be a definite for, uh, relegation spot that may not be, so a massive game for uh, City, uh, Daniel Absolutely. No shadow of a doubt about that. That, As you quite rightly say, that relegation race is really hotting up. I mean, Rushton Diamonds, like you say, have come out of nowhere, really, to put the cat among the pigeons. Um, well, actually, Gresley, um, obviously, they were beaten by Spalding, so that's really done City a huge favour, really, as well. When you're down in those relegation scraps and you lose a six-pointer like that, you know, they're not off the hook exactly because, obviously, that's now a five-point cushion between them and the drop zone rather than a six-point now. But it is very very interesting there's going to be twists and turns and in a way that's kind of how you like it as a neutral um but from that point of view as well for a manager it is still really tough i mean city were revived i mean they to a certain degree they'd obviously got four points from six starting to look better robbie was very candid when he spoke on the show last week about what they needed he said he needed a new midfielder and he has had the issue with liam chadwick going back as well um so he's not had a, a lot of luck at the same time um so there's a storm to be weathered, certainly at the moment, and they just have to just focus on their own job. It, at the moment, it's in their hands. Five points clear. If they keep getting results, you know, all being well, they should be okay. But it's very nerve-wracking because dropping down a step, obviously there's a financial implication for that and it can just destroy teams as we've seen yeah and obviously just less than ideal just as you're about to move into your your stadium finally. Let's listen to what uh, Neil Midgley had to say uh, following the game. Neil, you travelled to rugby yesterday in a bottom of the table clash, and I guess you'll be disappointed that uh, you didn't pick up any of the points from it. Yeah, very disappointed, really. In the end, we didn't really deserve anything out of it. Um, our performance was below par, especially first half. 
full credit to rugby. They've certainly strengthened over the last few weeks and they really took the game to his first half and at times were playing four up front and we looked to be coping reasonably well but going forward we didn't really test the goalkeeper enough first half and then found ourselves one nil down in at half time and from there we were always chasing the game and rugby had their tails up got the second goal and, and from there we were really really were on the back foot so disappointing day all round really if you look at the the bottom of the table, I mean, it, it was kind of fairly cut and dry sort of a few weeks ago that it looked like Rushton and Diamonds were going to be down and out and it was it was just one relegation slot that people were trying to avoid. But Rushton and Diamonds have had a run of very good uh, results, picking up, I think it's 11 points in the last six games as opposed to four from the previous 20 games. So they're certainly coming good at the right time of the season for them and, and, and are back in the mix. Does that concern you that uh, there's now effectively two spots people are playing for yeah we always thought Russian would get stronger certainly this time of year uh, after Christmas teams do look to strengthen especially if they're in trouble or looking to go for promotion uh, Russian have done the same and, and that's culminated in a good run for them over the last few weeks but we concentrate on ourselves really we know the levels we can hit and we haven't been hitting them consistently enough we feel we can beat most teams in this league at, at, at our peak and we need to concentrate on consistently finding our peak as a team and Saturday wasn't that whereas the week before at Walsall we were nearly at our best and and should have got a win out in the game so if we can strive to keep that consistency high we, we should be fine. And I guess you get tested next week. You've got Anstey Nomads, who are currently uh, third in the league. Uh, that, that's going to be a, a good way of looking at the consistency and, uh, and the level of play, but uh, perhaps not necessarily a, a, a game you'd want at this stage of the season. Yeah, certainly. Anstey on a, a very good run and got themselves right into the uh, mix to even win the league, um, which has been a surprise to most teams as they, they came up last season. Again, it just highlights the strength of teams coming into this league. So, yeah, certainly that would be a, a very, very tough game for us next week. But we, we won't shy away from it. We'll, we'll look to certainly get something out of the game. Yeah, and as you, as you say, you look at what you can do uh, rather than looking around you and seeing what everyone else is doing. Are there new things you can try in training? Is there, is, is there anything that you can see that's specifically an issue? It was a bit of a surprise, really, yesterday's result after, on the back of two two very good games uh, um, for us against um, Coles Hill and Warsaw Wood. So we, we asked the boys to continue what they did last week. Nothing nothing changed. We, we thought we were in a good position, position, but we seemed to just lack that bit of confidence first half, which surprised me after the last week's um, positive result. So we'll, we'll go back to the training field this week again, Goals have been a bit of an issue for us, so we'll work on a lot of attacking play. And again, we need to to be antsy. We'll need to to score some goals, so um, that'll be the aim. Yeah, and as you said, uh, Daniel, it's it, it is in their hands. Um, if you look at the fixtures uh, that they've got coming up, they've got Anstey Nomads, as we said, third in the league. Um, they've also got Sporting Calsa, who are... Uh, I've just lost them now. Where are they? Eighth in the league. So they've got two top-end uh, clubs. Um, but they've also got in there Rushton and Diamonds, which is going to be a really interesting game. They beat Rushton and Diamonds at home earlier on in the year. Uh, that could become uh, a massive, massive game, that one. At the moment, it looks like it could be a potential six-pointer, and we weren't saying that 
what three or four weeks ago were we no, definitely of, not the, the russian situation has been very well documented about them being in a bit of trouble chris non actually was was their manager of course so not so long ago and left to join histon the next day as, as has been well documented but in the case, in terms of games i mean look you've got situations now where it's sort of classic end of the season where you've got teams playing for different things so you, you expect them to go hell for leather and steer up there Kelsey, as you rightly say are sort of on the fringes of the playoffs so of course teams are going to go for it, aren't they really so but they've got a mix of home and away i think it's about an even split isn't it really so it, they've got to like say it's just a case of midgley neil midgley has said you know in his interviews you know he knows that they can beat any team in that league and he, now it's their chance to, to show what they can do i mean they've not been helped by the fact they've had games called off and um injuries but robbie last no when he spoke last week talked about his recruitment as well and he said he was very happy with what he'd done in terms of business the five new players that have come in so i think personally they'll have enough but the situation is of course that they've got teams down there as well they'll be fighting for their lives so they cannot take it for granted at all absolutely absolutely so uh, let's move on to histon we actually have the audio in really really last minute so uh, good good for billy who got chris not on the phone um they had a, a key game having lost five nil uh, against daventry um for the second time under chris Nunn's leadership although to be fair the other one was about 10 minutes after he joined the club so we won't hold that one against him but a, a, a nil or draw against lutterworth and again it was another one of those key games uh because lutterworth were just below them now they're uh, sorry they're they were above them um, but uh, not by much and of course now uh, they are still there above them um, but Histon, Histon have had a, a big revival under Chris Nunn um, I'm going to take a bit of a risk I've, I've, I've literally just opened this up so I'm hoping this will play alright and I'm hoping uh, there's nothing in the interview that shouldn't be but since Billy did it I'm sure there isn't this is what Chris Nunn had to say when he was spoken to literally about three minutes ago so Chris after the second half performance against Daventry uh, last week, were you happy to be getting a point or were you disappointed that you weren't coming away with the three points? Well, I think uh, before the game, we, we, we knew that, um, you know, it was a tough place to go. It's, 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 um, you know, with respect, I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but it can come across that way, but the, the surface wasn't great and, um, and and it was tough. It was tough conditions, but you know we've we missed a penalty with virtually the last kick of the game, so you're obviously going to be disappointed. Um, and when I say missed a penalty, I've got to say it's a bloody good save, um, a really good save from the keeper. But you know, second they've had one shot on target in 90 minutes, so you know I'm obviously disappointed not to win. But you know, as I said often in my, my career, you know, if it ain't our day, don't make it theirs. Mm. Um, and that that was very much the case yesterday. Do you feel that your side created enough chances throughout the game? Yeah, I've, look, could we have created more? Yes. Um, I think last week was just a bad day against Daventry, and I think it knocked our confidence a little bit. And uh, we, we had to make a few tweaks with the formation. We had a couple of players missing through injury. And and uh, overall, at half-time, I didn't think we were very good first half. But second half, the boys were fantastic. You know, they gave absolutely everything. And like I said, over 90 minutes, they've had one shot on target. And that says a lot about how we defended as a team. Um, but unfortunately, we just couldn't get that winning goal. You know, we've hit the, in the last five minutes, we've had a penalty save, we've hit the post, and we're really knocking on their door, but we just couldn't find that winning goal, unfortunately. But we kept going, and, and away clean sheet is always good after last week. So, you know, I've come away pleased with the performance. It would have been great to have got three points, but I can't knock the boys for the effort and work great. But your team have, you know, shown a lot of consistency. Like last weekend definitely seems like an outlier. So, you know, how how... Can you use that now going forward and getting, you know, three points out of the games coming forward? 
Yeah, what we've got to start doing is in terms of like like taking our chances, you know, when they come along. And and I think the one thing we've got to do is, as I said yesterday, we've got to enjoy ourselves. You know, if you enjoy yourselves, I think you play better. So let's get a smile on our faces and and, and try and enjoy the the running that we've got. But you know, I come away yesterday realizing that you know we're actually not a bad side, uh, but we just we just we just need to take our chances. If we take our chances, then we'll we'll start to climb the league well. But um, the way we're playing. I'm not too unhappy because I do think we're actually playing okay. Uh, and we're restricting teams to very limited opportunities, apart from 45 minutes last week. So, from my point of view, you know, we're in a good place. We just, just need to start taking our chances. And just finally, how do you feel that your side has developed since you came in? And how do you feel that, and how do you want your side to develop now for the rest of the season? Uh, but, well, look, as a manager, the most important thing you have to do is balance the books. Okay, that's the most important thing as a manager. If you don't balance the books, then you can win 10 games on the trot. But if, if, if you're overspending, it's a problem. So mm. how I look at it is this season, we can't really, we can't go up. It's still possible for us to go down. But, you know, if we go down, I'll be absolutely devastated because we shouldn't be in anywhere near that sort of position. So it's highly unlikely. So from my point of view, we've got to make sure that any player I bring in now is with a view to next season, mm. you know, or yeah. it's to balance the books. Yeah. So there's no need to overspend when you're not, when you're not going to be going anywhere. So I just want to continue to create the environment they've got. I want to try and get us to play the right way. Uh, but what else? Go back to what I said earlier. And I want us to enjoy it. I'm finish the season off really well. At the moment, there's a little bit of confidence lacking because we're just not putting the ball in the back of the net. But that's not due to lack of effort and it's not due to the boys giving everything so where i'd like us to be i want us to try and win the Cam's invitation cup I've, you know it's been been one of my aims since i came to the club um and and i just want us to start trying to to win football matches you know and, and try and make sure we, we can climb up that table so there we go that's uh that's that is i wasn't quite prepared for the ending there because i didn't know quite what was going to happen but uh uh daniel it, uh, you look at, I mean, a there's a there's been a revival there. That that's uh, that's uh, under no question at all. Uh, it, it falters from time to time because of consistency. But then again, that's uh, you know that's that's a problem for that that's been around for a while. But if you look at their running, they must be fairly unique because they're only actually playing. They've got eleven league games. They've got the um, uh, Invitational Cup as well as as Chris pointed out there against Wiz Beach in the semi-finals and then possibly well we don't know who uh, from there. But if you look at their running, apart from yeah, uh, from um, uh, who is it? It was uh, Calvert Coventry, one of the Coventries. No, I can't remember now. Um, they've got two games against uh, the top ten. Uh, I think that's seventh and fifth or something like that. But every other game, the other nine games, are against everyone in the bottom half of the table alongside them. So if you if you've got to run in, that's the running you want, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that Chris Nunn made it very clear what his goal was when he came into the club. It was obviously survival. He wasn't going to get caught up in any kind of, you know, oh, you know, we're going to rocket up the league. You know, he was very realistic about that. And it looks like Histon are probably going to do that now. But th this is the thing. It's that you're absolutely right with the, with the running. You know, they're, they're, we're going to, again, they're going to be playing teams just like City will, will be fighting for their lives to a certain extent, especially the ones down the very bottom. So there'll be games that, you know, where there's, again, a lot riding on it. And there, and there always is, you know, in these, in these sort of leagues. But really, you know, the, the form book is a little bit worrying, though, at the moment. Obviously, I think it's five without... A win but you know again there have been things that contributed to that obviously they had three players hobble off against Daventry last week so that wouldn't have helped them but yeah you're absolutely right the running is 
on paper favourable, but we've seen a lot of things happen that we're not expecting. It's the you know, expect the unexpected thing, really. But again, like City, I think Histon will be all right. The chairman's made it clear what his goals are as well. So I think as long as they survive, I think they'll be, you know, that's that's first first step on the project ladder completed. And then they can sort of turn their attention to next season. And none did a say as well during an interview recently about how sort of now is kind of like a pre-season for next season. It kind of starts now. But of course you want to, you want performances, you want results, and I'm sure he'll be, you know, demanding the high standards really of his players. And he has said to them, look, you've got to up your games, you've got to do better, and hopefully they'll respond to that. Absolutely, I think it's uh, it, it's crucial that they you know that they get they get a, they get this run in and uh, a they get it right, but also if they if they do and start to pick up even more points to put themselves into safety, it makes that kind of pre-season for next season even easier because they don't need to worry about the results. They can give game time for players who might not normally get game time to make sure they can really get a good look at everyone in the squad. Um, we'll go. Oh, I was going to play a jingle, but I won't. We'll go straight on to the women's football. Uh, a mixed bag uh, last week. Uh, very good result for. K- Cambridge United in the quarterfinals of the league plate. They've now got a game against Barnsley, which I hope will be played at the Abbey uh, on the 25th of February. Uh, still being uh, decided, I think, at the moment. Um, but if not, it'll be at St Neots. Uh, but a great result. It's a national competition and uh, they're in the semi-finals for it. Uh, and they've got a really plum tie as well against Barnsley. Uh, Cambridge City, on the other hand, down there at the bottom of the table, needed a result uh, last week, but it was against QPR, so it was always going to be difficult they actually did really well for themselves uh, they managed to uh, uh, come back from a 2-0 half time deficit to 2-1 um, but uh, it's going to be very difficult for them to uh, stay out of that second uh, relegation spot Daniel it is yeah and obviously the league uh, last season uh, there was a situation where no team got relegated so actually you know whoever finished bottom didn't have to worry about dropping down a division this year six points it is very finely poised they need results there have been again like a lot of teams there have been things that have gone against them that are unfortunate um, they have managed to renew the contract of Nina the goalkeeper so that's really good they've managed to keep her on loan from Ipswich which is a definite boost but as Paul Burling said in recent weeks they have been throwing players in at the deep end it's been a lot of young players that have been put into that situation they've had to sort of it's just been a sink or swim thing really going on really so I think you know it it was always going to be a big ask, really, in that division. There's a lot of very good teams uh, in that league, and the standard's very, very high. Um, so you do worry about City. Um, but obviously, Darren Gray-Goose has now come in. He you know, has been there just over a month, I think, now, hasn't he? So um, they've actually managed to find somebody who can fill the role. Paul was obviously keeping a seat warm for somebody. And you hope with that stability as well that actually they can now kick on and actually, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tense, but, you know, you really... You hope now with a bit of stability in the dugout and players staying on as well that that might help make the difference. It's interesting because because the, the the recruitment process they went through for a new manager. Um, I was talking to Paul about it and they got they got quite a few people in, um, some of which who just weren't ever going to be suitable for it. Their their expertise and experience was, uh, you know, I don't know what people think. You know, they might not think much of the women's football, but apparently some very poor candidates uh, coming in. Uh, and those that were better were thinking there's money in it, um, and in some cases a lot of money in it, which is obviously not true. So I think you know D- Dean Dean Gregus is uh, you know is a, a, there's an association there for a long time, and I think um, he, you know he, he he's a good appointment 
recruitment for the club. I, I think the difficulty they've got is they're a very young side, which is great for the future, but doesn't really help you uh, stay up in a, in a competitive league. It's it's always an odd one. We've talked about this with both managers and and uh, players even that because there's only one promotion, it makes it very very difficult to you know to, to kind of play all season with something to go for um, you know because there's nearly always one or two clubs that are that are dominating last time it was uh, hashtag and Wimbledon Wimbledon lost out at the last minute um, and this time of course you know Wimbledon are back up there but Worthing are only two points behind although they have played more games and Norwich are a further game a further point behind but they've actually played one less game so it's going to be very close at the top and it's a pity for Q PR and Ashford, uh, who've who've probably got very little to play for now, um, but City definitely have. There's it's four points at the bottom for Haywood Heath. They've just lost their best player. We won't have time, unfortunately, to go to the uh, Darren uh, or Darren's audio, but he was telling us that uh, Haywood Heath have lost their best player to uh, AFC Wimbledon. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how how United get on against them this afternoon. But that doesn't bode well for Haywood Heath struggling to get above four points. City and AFC Sudbury now both on six points and then a huge gap up to Chesham for 12 points. So you've got to think that Chesham are probably safe. It's going to be between Sudbury and City as to uh, who finishes in that second bottom spot and I think it's it's going to be a struggle for them but hopefully you know the, the, the youth will, will end up getting something from it and get to stay in there and get to stay together as a team and, and perhaps have a, a better challenge next year then. Yeah, 100%. I think you've really summed it up very well there. They'll be learning. There'll be lessons they can take from whatever happens. You know, Whether they stay up or go down, there'll be lessons learned and um, you know, can only make them stronger. Whatever happens, if it does end up being relegation, the players will only become stronger um, as a result of it, I think, really, as well. So We're going to have to get cut you off, sorry, because we're going to get cut. Thanks very much. We shall see everybody next week.